in the dead moss nightdress and the wide silence. The kookaburras stopped as instantly as they began. She took an inventory of herself. Yolanda Kovacs. Nineteen years, eight months. Good body. She was just being honest. Why would she boast when it had got her into such trouble? She pulled the rustling nightdress closer. It scratched less, she was discovering, when tightly wrapped. One mother, one brother, living. One father, unknown, dead or alive. One boyfriend, Robbie, who no longer believed her. At poor Robbie, the rush of a sob in her throat. She swallowed it down. One night, one dark room, that bastard and his mates, one terrible mistake. And then one giant fucking unholy mess. Yolanda Kovacs, lunatic. And that word frightened her, and she turned her face and cried into the hard pillow. She stopped crying and went on with her inventory. Things missing. Handbag, obviously. Siggy's almost full pack. Purple lighter, phone, makeup, blue top, bra, underpants, skinny jeans. Shoes. Three silver rings from Bali. Reindeer necklace from Darren. She patted her chest for it again, still gone. Yolanda looked up at the dark window. Oh, stars, stay with me. But very soon the sky was light and the two stars had gone, completely. She breathed in and out, longed for nicotine, curled in the bed, watching the door. In a patch of sunlight, Verla sits on a wooden folding chair and waits. When the door opens, she holds her breath. It is another girl who comes into the room. They lock eyes for an instant, then look away to the floor, the walls. The girl moves stiffly in her weird costume, taking only a few steps into the room. The door has closed behind her. The only spare chair is beside Verla's, so Verla gets up and moves to the window. It is too much that she be put so close to a stranger. She stands at the window, looking out through a fly-spotted pane at nothing. There is bright sunlight coming into the room, but only reflected off the white weatherboards of another building just metres away. She presses her face to the glass, but can see no windows anywhere along the length of that building. She can feel the other girl behind her in the room, staring at her peculiar clothes. The stiff, long, green canvas smock the coarse calico blouse beneath, the hard brown leather boots and long woolen socks, the ancient underwear. It is summer. Verla sweats inside them. She can feel it dawning on the other girl that she is a mirror, that she too wears this absurd costume, looks as strange as Verla does. Verla tries to work out what it was she had been given, scanning back through the vocabulary of her father's sedatives. Medazolam? Ligactyl? She wants to live. She tries wading through memory, logic, but can't grasp anything but the fact that all her own clothes, and she supposes the other girls, are gone. She blinks a slow glance at the girl. Tall. Heavy-lidded eyes, 
thick brows. Long black hair to her waist is all Verla sees before looking away again. But she knows the girl stands there dumbly with her hands by her sides, staring down at the floorboards. Drugged, too. Verla can tell from her slowness, her vacancy. This runaway, schoolgirl, drug addict? None, for all Verla knows. But somehow, even in this sweeping glance, the girl seems familiar. She understands fear should be thrumming through her now. But logic is impossible, all thinking still glazed with whatever they have given her. Like the bird head on a screw, her thoughts can find no purchase. Verla follows the girl's gaze. The floorboards glisten like honey in the sun. She has an impulse to lick them. She understands that fear is the...